You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back. It's Jamie D and Big Newt. As always, he is Big Chris Newton. And he brings it strong week after week. The guy's amazing. I'm Jamie D'Amico. Couldn't be happier to have you with us today because, boy, do we have one that might touch on some controversy. How are you feeling about this upcoming show, buddy? Man, I feel pretty good, man. This is something we've been touching on um, in and out the last, you know, year of the show. So it's coming to a head with what happened um, over the last couple of weeks since our last podcast. So, you know, I'm excited about this. But um, before we get started, I wanted to send a shout out on a more positive note. I wanted to send a shout out to Al Mount 82 uh, He uh, tweeted at us um, talking about his meat that he was putting on the grill this week. And, you know, Ooh. I love meat porn, man. And he had his <laughs> horse so. He had his horse soldier bourbon, and he had his black gloves on, and and he was marinating his meat, and uh, he said he was listening to Wu-Tang Clan. Although I'm not a big Wu-Tang Clan fan, I like the effort, man, so I wanted to shout uh, out our Twitter listeners. So always at us, and we always hit you back. Hell yeah, the meat porn, you called it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway... The topic of today's podcast is one that people are going to look at initially and have an immediate reaction to it. But here's the thing. We are going to be talking about the comments recently made by Cole Beasley in regard to COVID. But we're not going to go at it from the perspective of two people that are casting judgment. What we're trying to do is kind of wrap our heads around the motivation behind the tweets, um, the public sentiment that Cole Beasley has dealt with, and also, and more than anything, the team aspects of this. How could this affect his relationship with management, his teammates, and really something that Cole had threatened in the first place was that this might force him to retire. So that out of the way, I also want to be fully transparent here and say that I am somebody who not only did I have COVID, which nearly put me on my deathbed, but I've also been vaccinated. So I don't think I can be a 100% neutral arbiter because I've made my decision on on where I want to go with that. Um, You too have been vaccinated, correct? Right. We both had COVID and we've both been fully vaccinated, correct? Okay. So that aside, this is actually something that got started in early April, but not with Cole Beasley. If you all recall, Josh Allen made a statement in an interview about getting a COVID vaccine. And he said, quote, I'm a big statistics and logical guy. So if statistics show it's the right thing for me to do, I'll do it. Again, I'd lean the other way too, if that's not what it said. I haven't been paying attention to it as much as maybe I should have. I've just been doing my thing and masking up when I'm going out and just staying close and hanging around family. And then he goes on to say, I think everybody should have that choice to do it or not to do it. You get in this tricky situation now where if you do mandate that, that's kind of going against what our constitution says and the freedom to kind of express yourself one way or the other. I think we're in a time where that's getting a lot harder to do. Everybody should have that choice. Well, he caught heat for that, didn't he? He did. And we talked about it on the show. And if you look at that, what he said, I totally 100% agree with what he said. I agree. Explain. 
because well i don't want to get too far ahead because we're going to go down the timeline but yeah we live in america where we have certain freedoms which are constitutional rights he is correct by law but it's the but that's that's part of it that you didn't mention if you do not want to follow the rules and you do not want to get vaccinated then you need to adhere to these protocols that's where the problem arises Mm -hmm. okay okay and so we're going to get into that when we talk about cole beasley Right. Now, Cole Beasley made his statements on June 18th, but he made a statement prior to that. He fired a shot across the bow back on May 13th on Twitter when CNN posted, Dr. Anthony Fauci says that people vaccinated against COVID-19 do not need to wear masks outside. We've got to make that transition, he says. Right. Cole quote tweeted that and said, I do that without being vaccinated. Is this illegal now? Okay. So right there, we know where Cole stands, but that didn't seem to hit the echo chamber, did it? No, it didn't. So that's in May. So on June 16th, the NFL and the Players Union agreed to training camp protocols and for the preseason. Right. Right. So this is agreed upon by the players union who represents you as the player. What happens once they met and said what the rules are going to be in the protocols for preseason training camp. They agreed. Okay, Um, According to NFL Network's Tom Policero, fully vaccinated players will not get daily testing. And since then, it's been uh, ratified to bi weekly. Okay, so once every two weeks instead of every day. Once you're fully vaccinated, all right, you will no longer be required to wear masks in facilities and um, and during your traveling. You have no social distance uh, measures, all right? You don't have to quarantine after uh, being um, high-risk exposure to COVID, all right? Also, you, you don't have to be restricted and confined to meeting capacities inside the facilities, and you're free to gather outside the uh, facilities as you want, all right? And also, and so looking at all that, so basically you have all the freedom. So make this mm-hmm. comparable to us in real life. When you go into Walmart, okay, if you're fully vaccinated, you're supposed to have no social distancing, and you don't have to wear a mask. But if you go to Walmart, they have a sign outside and saying, hey, if you're not vaccinated, please adhere to COVID restrictions. But as we see, people aren't doing that. And we talked about that. So now Mm -hmm. going back to what's going on with the NFL and the bills. So non-vaccinated people basically have to adhere to the same rules that they did in 2020. Meaning, in the facilities, wearing a mask, social distancing. If you come in contact with a, uh, a person with COVID, you have to quarantine. So all the rules we dealt with last summer, that's what the things you're supposed to do this year. True. Now, he did on June 17th have a reaction to the decision made by the Players Association, where he said, quote, the Players Association is a joke. Call it something different. It's not for the players. Everyone gives me the 98% of people who are vaccinated don't get COVID again. The odds of me getting in the NFL and playing for 10 years are lower than that, and I'm here. Okay. Fast forward to the next day. And please bear with me here because it's a bit of a long quote, but I think that we would be remiss if we didn't give the whole thing to you, the listener. you got to have context, right? Yes. Cole said in his tweet, quote, Look, I'm going to live my life like I want to regardless. Everyone, hi, I'm Cole Beasley and I'm not vaccinated. I will be outside doing what I do. I'll go out in the public. If you're scared of me, then steer clear or get vaccinated. Point blank, period. I may die of COVID, but I'd rather die actually living. I have family members whose days are numbered. If they want to come see me and stay at my house, then they're coming regardless of protocol. I don't play for the money anymore. My family has been taken care of. Find me if you want, 
My way of living and my values are more important to me than a dollar. I love my teammates and enjoy playing ball because all of the outside BS goes out the window in these moments. I just want to win the Super Bowl and enjoy these relationships that will be created along the way. I'm not going to take meds for a leg that isn't broke. I'd rather take my chances with COVID and build, sorry, switching page, and build my immunity that way. Eat better, drink water, exercise, and do what I think is necessary to be a healthy individual. That is my choice based on my experience and what I think is best. I'll play for free this year to live life how I've lived it from day one. If I'm forced into retirement, so be it. I've enjoyed the time I've had. I'll get to live freely with my wife, kids, and extended family forever. We get to enjoy the times that we missed from the sacrifices we've had to make just so I could play this wonderful game. So either way, it's a win-win. That's where I stand. Thank you for everyone who has been supportive throughout this process. A lot of other NFL players hold my position as well, but aren't in the right place in their career to be so outspoken. I feel for you, and I'm hoping I'm doing my part to represent you guys well. Cole Beasley, hard stop. That was a mouthful. Yes, it was. Okay, there's a lot to unpack there, is there not? Yes, it is. And once again, if he feels this way, I'm 100% on board. He's not wrong about anything he said because that's how he feels. And and once again, we have to preface this and say we love Kobe. I love Kobe. Like if, if it was any bill that I would probably want to hang out with, it probably would be him. We talked about it on our show. He's a rapper. He got swag. I love him. He's tough, hard as nails. I love the guy. But that's where the butt's going to come in. There was a similar situation to this. Run, Ricky, run, baby. Remember, Ricky Williams, you have some insight to this that other people are not going to have because you were on the inside with the New Orleans Saints when Ricky Williams decided... He didn't want to play by the rules. Right. And and that's the thing. We always talk about my ties with the Saints. And this is something that was public. Once again, I have all kinds of stories that I would never share. But, I mean, if you have any faith in me, if I was to write a book, I would probably be a bestseller and be a millionaire. I will say that. And so this is <laughs> something that made – and so I say that in saying that it's stories that I would never tell. Because um, once again, I don't think it's right to tell other spill other people's tea, and they have resources to where they could bury me. SB Nation and Buffalo Rumblings don't pay me enough to bring the heat <laughs> and the lawsuits. There, I, I don't know if they're going to cover me for the lawsuits that I would have if I told. I do not I think knew. they will. Okay, so but this was public knowledge, so that's why I'm not. You know, we could talk about it. So remember when Ricky Williams decided that. You know, hey, I'm going to leave the NFL. You can't tell me I can't smoke weed, all right? And mm-hmm. so, he, you know, obviously he was a, you know, marijuana smoker. And it, and it's during the transition of where it's starting to become legal or whatnot. So he decided to walk away from the game, right? And then, and I say jokingly, once the money started running out, then he was like, all right, y'all, I'm sorry. I'm going to quit smoking weed. I'm going to come back. And he had good years. But the point is, when you say you're going to retire and you say that I have enough money and this isn't a money decision, okay, I feel like some of that, once again, I love Beasley, but I would say some of that is useful, youthful exuberance, okay? Money has to last you the rest of your career, and we know from the statistics of the amount of NFL players who go broke after they play football, I could tell you, I don't think it's a generalization. I'm saying this through unscientific research that NFL players feel like they're going to make that type of money the rest of their lives. That's the issue. That's the issue. So when you're spending millions of dollars every year when it's supposed to last you the rest of your life, that's where the problem comes. Now, I'm not saying I don't know Cole Beasley. I, right. so I can't, we, we don't know what's in his pocket. I don't know what his pocket is. It's none of my business. I'm just going by his words. But if you just look back at the statistics, the number of NFL players who wind up going broke four to five years after their playing days is astronomical. Okay. And I think. It's very high. When, when, so it, right. So 
when when you talk this talk, I feel like some of that is once I get once again, we're middle-aged men. These are youthful, youthful people. They feel like money's gonna last them forever. I could do what I want. Okay. Now, mm-hmm. once again, I like Beasley, but I'm willing to hold him to that. I'm willing so, to hold him to that. There's there's an interesting aspect when we compare this to Ricky Williams because Ricky Williams walked away from football because there's something he wanted to do that he couldn't do, which was smoke marijuana. Cole Beasley made this statement about something that he may have to do that he doesn't want to do. So it's kind of the the opposite. Now, Ricky Williams ended up coming back to football. He was diagnosed with with anxiety, social anxiety disorder. And that was really the motivation, I think, in a lot of ways for him to end up smoking marijuana is that helped ease his anxiety. And he obviously got to a point where his anxiety was so overwhelming. That's what he needed, he felt, in order to get through his day. Then once he was medicated for his anxiety issues, maybe he got better at working his way around the drug testing, whatever it was, he came back. Right. So what do we think is Cole Beasley's motivation behind making such strong statements? Because if we go back to Josh Allen, when he was asked again, he said that being about COVID, he said, you know what? I don't really have enough information to talk about this. I am going to keep my decisions to myself and we're just going to move forward. Which was basically his way of saying, let's just go win football games because I realized I made a PR gaffe here. Cole Beasley has been getting deeper and deeper and deeper into this, fighting with people. People have been saying terrible things to him on Twitter. Uh, They've been talking about how it's obvious he has CTE and what a horrible person he is and on and on and on, but he's really leaning into it. What is the motivation from a professional athlete to actually do something like that? We saw the model with Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods. They didn't take a stance on anything because they knew it was good for business. He obviously is comfortable where he is financially, not worried about the business part. What's the motivation for taking this so strongly to the public? I think it's what you just said. He he has to feel like he's financially stable enough to where I could tell you exactly how I feel. And if there's any repercussions, I'm willing to walk away from it. And so, and we and, and everyday people, we all have friends like that. No matter what line you stand, side of the line you stand on, you if you feel strongly for it or against it, right? You're gonna give your opinions, right? But I bet you you're not gonna go to work and give your opinions. Because if your if your opinion is different from your employers, then you can have adverse effects to your career, right? I mean, we all. I can tell you that. honestly, there are a lot of opinions that I don't voice at work because I. Well, two things. Number one, you don't want to put yourself in a precarious situation, employment wise, of course. If you're intelligent. <laughs> right. The other thing is, I believe professionally, there are certain things that don't belong in the workplace in order to keep a cohesive unit to keep everybody on the same page, because you are dealing with many different walks of life in any sort of business setting. Exactly. And and they always say, what's the rule of thumb? You never talk politics and you never talk religion at work. And that's right. why when you go to work, most of the people, what we talk about around the water cooler, we talk about sports. That's why yep. <laughs> that's why a guy from inner city St. Louis could be great friends with a kid from Rochester, New York, and be best buds. Now, I feel like from knowing you these 20 years, I mean, our values pretty much align, I think. You know? Sure. And so that's why we become friends. But I'm sure a lot of people at the Bills Bar in DC, they don't align. But we don't talk about those things. We talk about the Bills, we talk about football, we talk about sports. You see what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So when you start talking about religion, when you start talking politics, that's where the divide comes. And people don't want that in the workplace, obviously, for HR reasons. But going back to Beasley, my thing with my my issue with all this is you have three choices, my friend. 
you can either get vaccinated, which you don't want to do. Number two, you could follow the uh, non-vaccinated uh, protocols, or you're going to get fined. So you break the protocol because he said he's not going to follow the rules. So he said, if my in-laws, he said something about a sick family member, they want to come, then I'm going to do it. Well, you could do it, but you're going to get fined $50,000 for breaking protocols. Mm-hmm. All right. Or number three, you could retire. Okay. Mm-hmm. And all those three things are your choices. Okay. This is not a civil rights issue. All right. You have choices here, but he's choosing. I don't want to get vaccinated and you're not going to tell me what to do. My friends out there, Bill's Mafia, none of us could go to work and say that. I cannot go <laughs> to SB Nation. I cannot go to Buffalo Rumblings and tell them, hey, I'm going to talk about whatever I want to talk about. Well, first of all, if I if I record a podcast and it's something they don't want to hear, they just won't put it up. But they will censor me, I'm sure. Okay, if I get up here and I'm cursing and I'm doing something that's bad for business, they will not put us up. We all have to follow rules in this society. That's why we live in a society. Okay, but what happens is once you get a lot of money, then people feel like they can say and do what you want because you're not controlled by monetary reasons. We don't have monetary restrictions like a lot of us in the real world. 95% of America can't just go and say what they want and not get uh, have repercussions. So is his motivation, do we think, it's really to be supportive of other players that hold his position, but like he said, they're not in the right place in their careers to be so outspoken. Does he feel like he's carrying a mantle for those who can't speak up? He could. I don't know if he's that type of person. I don't know him, but he could feel that way. But like I said, from me, from his word, I just feel like he really is against vaccination. He does. He probably doesn't uh, believe in COVID like a lot of people didn't. And so he's the person they stick a microphone in front of his face and he's just saying how he feels. I think that's more of the situation. So that kind of takes us to, you know, what what are the reasons that people are reacting so strongly to him? Because he's really being held up as the poster child of anti-vaxxers. And I've seen articles titled, you know, basically what's wrong with the NFL right now? And they're using his picture. That's very interesting. So I think that there's a few things that people are reacting to here because there are certain things we want out of our athletes and we want out of public figures. But the first thing I want to point out is I think that he's being hit a little bit because he is including things in here that are not factual. For example, he wants to build up his immunity by being exposed to COVID, by eating better, drinking water and exercise. Okay. Factually speaking, that stuff does not protect you against COVID. We have no immunity against it because it has never existed before. You know, we have immunity from, say, colds that go around or different viruses because of previous exposure to it. This is something that most people will have. Well, if you're exposed to it, basically you get it is you know how, how the science goes. Um, but there's another side of it that I, I think is kind of, well, it's, I, I can't say it's another side of it per se, but he also said in a tweet is that he just spoke to a doctor and you can still pass COVID to the next individual if vaccinated. Now, okay, sidebar, that is correct. 2% of people who have been vaccinated can also be carriers. That is correct. He continues to say, you haven't done any research if it's based off what you read or people told you. Whether they are a scientist or not, a doctor has been wrong about my injuries before. Okay, this made me facepalm. To say, don't believe what you read or what you're told, even if it's by a scientist, because a doctor has been wrong about his injuries before. Um, and there's a couple reasons for this. Uh, number one, doctors don't do research. Doctors take research from scientists and make their uh, references, make their decisions based on that. But the and other thing is, yes, uh, medicine is a practice. And most of the time they're trying to diagnose symptoms without any 
hard evidence of things. So yes, injuries are going to be uh, misdiagnosed from time to time. But I think that there's public pushback on him basically saying, don't believe science. Now, we all have people in our lives we listen to. And he says, you know, don't listen to what people tell you. When it comes to COVID, I listen to my wife. She works at the National Institute of Health. She went to Johns Hopkins University, which is the, the best school for public health in the country, possibly the world. And she has direct access to information and experts that I will never have. Um, also, she's got a very level head on her shoulders. So when she tells me, hey, these are the things you need to do regarding COVID, I tend to listen. I think a lot of people have those folks. He also went on to say, everybody is so in on science now more than ever that I have seen what happened to God's will. That was his very next tweet after the last one. He really ruffled people's feathers with both of those. Between the two of those, he ended up with, oh, it looks like about 7,000 comments between the two of those. A lot of people weren't very nice about it, but people are reacting to it. What are some of the reasons you think people are getting really bent out of shape about this? I think the number one reason is because now you're affecting my life. Plain and simple. How so? Because you could, once again, you could have your feelings on something. Okay. You could listen to, you could t tell everybody that, oh, I don't listen to doctors. Um, this is how I feel. That's fine. You could have your feelings until it affects my life. And for all of us in Bill's nation, Buffalo Bills is our life. We want to get ah. we want to get past this. So for you feeling how you feel individually, which is fine and you're right, I'm not going to let that get a, get in the way of what we're trying to do and we're going to get into how this is going to affect the Bills specifically. But that's the reason. It's okay to feel how you feel even if it's different. But the minute it affects my life, and I'm going to say this because I debated about talking about this, but I, I feel like this is on my heart, all right? When you talk about race issues, obviously I'm African-American, you're not, all right? And so when we meet about things to talk, it's like, hey, we got to, you know, don't insult anybody, we got to watch this. And I really like to stay away from race issues, right? People who are racist, in my opinion, now this is just my opinion, you are in America. That's I live here. You live here. You could be racist, right? You being racist doesn't bother me until it affects me. Okay. You understand what I'm saying? You can have your views. You could think that white people are better than black people. You could think white people are better than Chinese people, whatever. But until you exercise okay, those views, and it affects other people, that's where we have a problem, okay? Okay. That's where we have a problem. So in the workplace, if you have a person who's over you and you're getting paid, you can feel a certain way about minorities, all right? That's your right. But in, but then once you exercise it, and I'm not hiring them, I'm not promoting them, I'm, I'm you know, doing those things because, of the, because they're minorities, that's where the problem arises. So bringing it back to the, and once again, I'm not saying that racism is the same as your views on getting a vaccine. But what I'm trying to say in a responsible way is you can have your views in America until it affects, first of all, until it affects the money line. Okay, that's probably <laughs> number one thing. And then number Vegas, two, baby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Until you mess with somebody, when you start messing with the NFL's money, that's when they're going to get rid of you. No, and mm -hmm. we can look at examples throughout the, and we're going to talk about it. Carl Nassim, all right, Raiders defensive lineman. He came out last week and said that, hey, he's gay, right? And then Bruce Smith gave, uh, gave an interview last week, and he was like, on those Super Bowl teams in the 80s and 90s, there were gay people in the Bills locker room. We just didn't mm -hmm. hear about it, all right? Mm -hmm. And once again, somebody, once again, I didn't play in the NFL. I'm not trying to say I did, but I've been in NFL locker room. There are gay players there. Like, that's no secret. I can, I can tell you emphatically. Once again, if I wrote a book, I'd be a millionaire. I'll promise you that there are gay people. There's been gay players in the uh, NFL locker room. Now, Since though, the NFL began, there were 
gay players because statistics show anywhere from four to eight percent of the population is homosexual. Statistics just bear out that you're going to have some. Yeah. Yeah. So if you got a reality, if you got a hundred guys in the locker room, then four or five of them probably are homosexual, right? But for many years, because NFL is such a macho sport, it's a manly sport, we don't want to sell that. But now in 2020, 2021, now it's a predominant thing. So understand him coming out was a calculated move. If this would have been something to where he would have got cut over this, I'm not sure that he would have came out. Probably not. I mean, the, the Raiders went as far as to tweet that they were proud of him. Right. For coming out. That would not have happened 10, 15 years ago. Exactly. That would, would have been way too big of an issue. So exactly. The, bringing it back to Cole Beasley, I don't think what he's doing is calculated. I think he's just riffing off of what he feels. And I was going to also say the same thing real quick about uh, Callan Kaepernick. Oh, yeah. Okay. Nike supported him with the Nike commercials. Please believe if Nike thought that this would be bad for business, then they probably wouldn't have supported them. It was was a financial reason. Now, there was people that was burning Kaepernick jerseys. There were people who would say, I'll never wear Nike again because they came with the Nike ad. And they're burning their $30 Nike jogging shoes that they got from Dick Sports. Okay, (laughs) but the people who were spending the big money buying the two hundred dollar Air Jordans and the Yeezys and Nike gear, they are the people that support Colin Kaepernick. You know, so don't get me wrong. It's it's great that he does that. All right. But understand that the financial portion of it is, hey, as long as you don't mess with our money, we support you. The minute you don't that you don't do that, then we're going to get rid of you. So going, bringing it all the way back to Cole Beasley, you're right. He could just be sprouting out his feelings. But the reason why he's doing that is because I feel like the monetary part is he feel like he's stable enough to where I can tell you how I really feel. And so you see it with rich people all the time. You've ever met people who have a lot of money. They're going to tell you exactly how they feel and don't care. I <laughs> disagree with that. I used to work for a guy who was a billionaire and he was probably one of the one of the most sensitive politically correct people I've ever met. Like this guy on my first day at the office, he's like, Oh, you don't have coffee yet. And he was running all over the office trying to get me a cup of coffee. Not what I expected. <laughs> and I think that's in the individual because yeah, I can tell you a certain Hall of Fame basketball coach who I have number in my phone who's a millionaire, he's going to tell you exactly how he feels. So if you ever meet this person, if you ever would have met this person, you would know that this dude just doesn't care. He's going to tell you exactly how he feels. And he's known historically for being outlandish and saying things. Kind of look at Charles Barkley now. Charles Barkley on uh, Inside the NBA, he pretty much get away with saying whatever the hell he wants to say. Yeah, he's dead. Always did. He's always a good one for a quote. Yeah. So that's what I'm talking about. So your boss, your boss, I think is an outlier. Most rich Probably. people that I've met, not saying that, oh, I know all these rich people, but most rich people I know, they're pretty outspoken and don't care. And that comes because they have resources. So I, I hear what you're saying about how people are reacting strongly because they feel like a player on their favorite team, it affects their life because- a, you know, it could keep COVID circulating and that isn't good for people. But also, you know, there's a possibility that he brings it to the team and there's an outbreak on the team or something like that. But I think that there is another issue and we see it every time a player speaks up about anything, which is people have the reaction of just shut up and play. I don't want to hear what you have to say. People use sports as an escape. Just like you were talking about before, how we get together with the Bills backers and everybody's got their different politics and their different opinions. And you get 70,000 people in the stadium together and like no two of those people are alike in any way other than they love the Bills. Right. And people 
people want to protect that. They want to protect that aspect of their life from outside interference, namely politics, which is really loud and divided and frankly, ugly these days. And that has a lot to do, I think, with why people are really, they're, they've been kind of ugly about the whole thing. And, you know, there's, there's no way around that other than just sort of looking at, looking at the way some of the people have responded to Cole Beasley. And I'm not going to read some of these things because it's just, it's just filled with hate. It's awful. It's not tasteful, which I understand. I understand. But I feel like there's a, for our purposes, there is a bigger side to this. And this is really what we came here to talk about, even though we're, you know, 35 minutes in at this point, this does affect the team. And look no farther than Brandon Bean having said he would consider cutting a player that is not vaccinated because having all of your players present and not having to undergo protocol is a competitive advantage. And let's face it, wins and losses are how Brandon Bean is going to get judged. Him and Sean McDermott, they want their players vaccinated in there because if they're not, you take an all pro like Cole Beasley, take him out of the lineup. That's not good. Like, how do you replace an all pro? Manuel Sanders. Eh. (laughs) He's an outside receiver. Mm, He could play the slot. I have no – now you're asking me how I feel. When it comes to the Buffalo Bills, and I have not been silent or shy about it, no one person – in the NFL, they always say not one person is bigger than the shield. That's what makes the NFL so different than other sports. LeBron James and Michael Jordan are bigger than the NBA. All right? No one person throughout the history of the NFL is bigger than the NFL. Not Peyton Manning, not Jim Kelly, not Reggie White, any uh, Tom Brady. No one is bigger than the NFL. No one person is bigger than the Buffalo Bills. If you don't want to follow the rules, I'm not going to let you endanger or derail my season. I don't and care who you are. And you're saying this obviously – from the perspective of Brandon Bean and, and of Sean McDermott. Oh, right. Exactly. So can can uh, Sean McDermott say, I will cut you if you get vaccinated, if you don't get vaccinated? I don't think legally he can do that. No, he can't. But I will cut you if you're not vaccinated and you don't follow the rules. That's what I think more so literally that's what he means. Mm-hmm. Once again, that's fine if you don't want to get vaccinated. Now you got to follow the protocols. If you don't want to follow the rules, you will get cut no matter who you are. And, that, so be- and that's that. Hold on. That's not just for vaccinated people. That I mean, for vaccination uh, and COVID, that could be if you show up late every day, I will cut you. If you mm-hmm. don't come to practice, I'm going to cut you. If you break curfew on the road, we go to Miami, I'm going to cut you. So that's no different. If you want to play in the NFL, if you want to work in this workplace, you have to follow these rules that you all as a group, the NFL Players Association, agreed upon. So you're mm-hmm. even better off than regular people in regular life. There's no, I mean, well, some there are union jobs and they help protect you, but how many people are part of a union and have a union job? Oh, that's only like 8% of the population now. Thank you for the statistics. Thank you. So <laughs> most people don't have anybody back. I mean, you have HR, but HR is going to work for the company. So no, HR is there to protect the company. They're yes. there to protect the company. So they don't really have your back per se, not against not against the company. Now, if it, they'll have your back against another coworker or something, Perhaps. You know what I'm saying? Or against your, your boss, but against the company, no one's bigger than that company that signs your checks. So right. I understand why people are coming out against Beasley because no one person can derail what we got going on. And if we have to throw him under the butt, and once again, I like him. I love Beasley, but I'm not going to let Jamie D'Amico come in and turn. I will throw you under the bus before I let, and I love you like family. 
I will throw you under the bus before I let you do something to derail the Buffalo Bills in 2020 when we have a chance at a Super Bowl. <laughs> and I think that's why so many people came in here, not only just fans of other teams, because I think that's easy to rip on. Uh, like if you're a Dolphins fan, you could rip sure. on the Bills. Oh, you sound stupid because you're if you're pro vaccination and you're a Patriots fan or a, a Dolphins fan or a Jets fan, that's easy to rip on them. And I mm-hmm. want to protect them because that's my guy. I would buy his jersey. But if you now it comes to the point where you're if you're wrong, you wrong. Period. So, but let, let's focus on the team aspect here. Is it really a competitive disadvantage if you have unvaccinated players, do you think? Yes, because from what I understand, what we've been reading, that you're going to get certain advantages by having a certain um, uh, percentage of people vaccinated, okay? Uh If you don't meet that certain threshold, then as a team, you're going to have to, you're going to have uh, different protocols to adhere to, okay? So I do think it's an advantage. Um, if you have more vaccinated people, if you have low vaccinated people, then the, I feel like if your numbers are low, then they're going to throw the hammer on you as far as people quarantining and things and people sitting out and things of that such. Mm. So I do think it's an advantage. And then also, God forbid, if you let's talk about the did you see last week the uh, baseball team in NC State? OK, they, they were on their way. They were one game away from the College World Series. And then it, um, they had two players that was unvaccinated. They contracted COVID and spread it to three other players who were vaccinated on the team. So they sent the team home. Google it. So now Damn. the guys is doing what's right. Imagine, have empathy here. And imagine if you're a senior, a fifth-year senior, you're captain of the baseball team. NC State has never won a championship. And you get sent home because these two other guys who didn't follow the rules and do what was right spread COVID through your group and they send you home. Imagine that. So the the North Carolina State thing, it leads to a great question. So you brought up those seniors that are never going to get another chance to play again. What sort of issues could this potentially create in the locker room? Is this... Is Cole Beasley, say, refusing to get vaccinated a potential problem? You've been in locker rooms. You've been in pro settings. You've been in NFL locker rooms. I don't know how that shit goes down. Explain it. I think, once again, everybody, 100% of the people are not getting vaccinated, right? right? But I think, especially when you talk about the players who aren't as good as Cole Beasley, they really don't have a choice. So they're probably thinking, okay, I'm not going to get vaccinated. I'm sure people who didn't believe in getting vaccinated got vaccinated because they don't want to ruffle feathers and they don't want to turn the boat, okay? Mm-hmm. Cole Beasley at a place where he feel like, okay, I'm going to cover up all pro season, my money straight, I could do this. What the problem in the locker room is going to be, once again, the three pillars. You don't want to get vaccinated. Well, two, you got to follow protocol. That's that. That's where the problem. So if he don't follow the protocols and he's not doing what he's supposed to do, I think that's where it's going to become a problem. I can't help but think that as strongly as he feels about not getting vaccinated, there are probably players that feel equally as strongly in the other direction. And I feel like you need cohesion and you need everybody rowing in the same direction. Now, here's the thing. You hear rumblings of players that agree with him. Josh Allen is probably in that category. Um, It sounds like Jordan Poyer is probably there, not based on anything he says, but his wife, Rachel Bush, is pretty outspoken about being anti-COVID vaccine. And, you know, I feel like all of this would have gone a little bit differently had Cole Beasley basically said, you know, it's too new. I, I'm just not comfortable with it yet. We don't know what the long-term effects are going to be of the vaccine. I don't like putting stuff in my body. So I just want to wait a little longer. That would have probably been accepted differently by the public and his teammates than him saying, 
I'm going to exercise and drink water and that's going to protect me. <laughs> right. But now like a very practical question, what happens if he doesn't play? Well, like we said before, we got Mango Sanders. He can play the slot. Next man love, up, huh? Next man up. Well, it's, it's that we simple. We, and we've talked about all this before. I mean, if you don't want to follow the rules, then we got to keep going, man. And, and Sean McDermott, man, and I love him, man. He, he's that type of leader, man. Hey, if you're not getting on board, you got to follow the rules. If not, you got to go. Hopefully it doesn't come to that. I, right. I feel like he can help us. I would love to have him, but if he feels that strongly to where he's going to walk away from that type of money, and God bless him, if he feels that strongly, then, hey, have at it. Yeah. So time to editorialize. What do you think should happen here? Both Cole Beasley, team, Players Association, NFL, for Big Newt. What are you I feeling? Would, I would love it. I don't want any distractions. We've been having a pretty good offseason um, outside of a couple of little things about, like, COVID stuff. It's been, you know, no headlines. I mean, nobody getting arrested. In tr- so think about it like that. We never want to hear about people getting arrested or people getting in trouble or people getting hurt. Like, we want an uneventful offseason. And so we don't want any distractions. Distractions in the locker room is real. I've seen it. I've seen – once again, I've seen things that derail whole seasons. Dudes messing with dudes' wives, stuff like that. Oh like, God! Yeah, that's why I'm trying to catch myself. Like I've seen all those things, and so you don't want any of that when it comes to anything. You see what I'm saying? Um, as far as derailing what your season has to go, you know. And so it's like you follow the rules. Now I get it. A lot of people who want to be, you know, devil's advocate. Well, big new, what about social justice issues? And no, just keep the play football. Once again, if you're talking about social injustices, and I'm not just saying this because I'm an African-American, I'm saying it for gay people too. All right? Let's, okay, uh, 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 Carl uh, Nassif, he came out. Okay, cool. Let's get it under the rug. All right, let's move forward. You know what I'm saying? We addressed it. We said, all right, let's move forward. And so I will say that with anything. You don't want distractions. Everybody, everything goal is to be winning. But obviously, and I've been there once again, I can say everybody don't want to win the same. True. And that could be a whole nother show in itself. All right. But us as fans, we want to win. We want to win. That's all we want, man. That's all we want as fans. But hey, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if the Fagoos only want to win because this is their business. They want to make money. Yes. Ask the Washington football team. That's what everybody say about Snyder. He does he really care about winning or he want to make money? That's why you sign the uh, McNabs and the uh, and the uh, Deion Sanders and all those big signings they had when we were up in D.C. You know, so everybody doesn't want to win the same. Us as fans, we don't care about nothing but just winning. And I'm dealing with that. If you if you have kids that play sports at AAU, all the families spend all this money to go to these tournaments, going out of town and spending all this money. You want to win, all right? Mm-hmm. But then some parents don't want to just win; they want to see their kid do good, all right? The coaches of the organization is trying to make money, and so they're they're what they do with their lineup is about them making money. So we might play a kid who ain't going to help us win, but they paying their money. And I want to keep them paying their money, so I'm going to play this kid, even if we lose. So that's what it is with fandom, with with us, with the Bills. Everything we do is 100% I want to win. So mm-hmm. if, if Cole Beasley, if you don't want to get vaccinated, you don't want to follow the rules, then I'm, I'm not taking a chance to you infecting Josh Allen, not Josh Allen in, in our quarterback room we got to bring in the four straight quarterback because you want to do what you want to do. That's not going to happen. I think I'm with you uh, on this aspect. I, I'm going to take a fan approach here and say that it, it seems like Cole Beasley's putting himself before the team and that's his prerogative. But me as a fan, you always want the players to be, laser focused on winning 
because that's as fans, that's all we can do is root for the team. We we don't have any influence on their performance one way or the other. Uh, we we get on blogs and we get on social media and we talk about it, but we can't really influence them. Um, I, I I would like to see this have a happy ending, and I don't care how it happens. Right. Right. And once again, man, if Cole Beasley, I get it. I'm not telling him to get vaccinated, but if he don't want to follow the rules, then I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So, well, um, on a positive note, if he chooses to retire as a result of it, the Bills will have, you know, an extra $8 million to play with. So there is a a silver lining, but $8 million isn't going to get you another Cole Beasley. It probably won't anyway. Uh, so this was, this was an interesting show from being social issues to, uh, to technical difficulties. I, I, I felt like this was one that we probably handled as gingerly as we could and should have. Um, but I think that there's probably going to be a lot of feedback on it and I don't mind hearing it. If you agree with us, if you disagree with us, if you thought that we were biased or unbiased, one way or the other, you know, we're always open to the conversation and we're not going to put anybody down for disagreeing with us only for being an asshole. Don't be an asshole. <laughs> um, exactly. But get a hold of me. At, respect. Yes. Get a hold of me at the Jamie D'Amico and Big Newt over there at Big underscore Newt on Twitter. We want to hear from you. We want to interact with you on this. And I'm looking for a song from Big Newt. We're going to sign off. But first, we want to say a prayer. God bless the people of South Florida, the 150 people that are still missing after the apartment collapsed on Thursday. So uh, thoughts and prayers out to all those affected down in South Florida. That's a tragedy. Hey, hey, hey. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on home mom? <laughs> no. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.